Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Confident Podcast where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. And I'm Nia. And look at that. The historical junkies are doing everything but watching historical <laughs> dramas. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> um, we're doing a mini review today. Um, it's fall. Hope you guys are bundled up. But our mini review today is actually something that I haven't watched. So I get to sit here <laughs> and listen to Nia. Though I do have opinions. I do have some little opinions. Um, today we are doing a review on the highly rated and highly liked and highly favored um, TVN mini drama, Gimme Cells. <gasps> dun dun! <Yay>. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> Okay, so let's give us um, your non-spoiler review first. Okay, non-spoilers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, should I give a synopsis or just say what I thought about it? Um, I guess we could do... I'll do a synopsis real quick. So, Yumi Cells is based off a webtoon by Lee Dong-gun. Um, it's actually a very popular webtoon that got changed into... Got adapted into a drama starring the fabulous Kim Golan and it's a story it's a rom-com story about this girl and her life and her cells and you get to see it's like half real life half animated which I think is a great innovation for the rom-com drama because god knows we need it um (laughs) it's um an amazing it's a great um premise of where the female lead is actually the focus of a rom-com story the story is about her it's a lot about seeing this person and seeing how they react and um like how Yumi deals with life and love and everything in between. And I think um, I'm probably going to like it once I watch it, but you know, I haven't done that yet. So <laughs> You will. I believe so. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So give us your non-spoiler review. Okay. Review. Mm-hmm. Okay. So everyone listening, I want to say that not joking at all. This is my favorite. This might be my favorite rom-com ever. And this might, this definitely so far is my favorite drama of 2021, hands down. Yes, topping Squid Game. Yes, topping everything. Because I, (laughs) so non-spoilers, but I say this is a feel-good drama. Like, you're Mm -hmm. not going to feel cringy. And even when you do have some cringy moments, it's not cringy like bad writing cringy. It's cringy Mm -hmm. because the scenario is embarrassing or it's like something that would happen in real life. This drama is so well done Mm -hmm. it is like chef's kiss like I want to give it a 10 out of 10 already because the quality of the writing is fantastic the writers are doing their Uh job and doing it well I (laughs) just no listen I just looked at who the writers are one of them is the woman who wrote coffee prince wait what excuse me wait no 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 no, okay no no I take that back I thought it was coffee prince it's coffee house she wrote um she wrote queen Inhyun's man I know you like that. Oh, right. okay. Talent. Okay. Yeah. She's on Queen and Hands Man. I haven't watched any of her other shows, but the other woman, Kim Yujon, wrote one of my favorite rom coms of 2020, which is Find Me in Your Memory. And mm. she wrote Special Affairs Team. Oh, okay. So this is interesting. There's three female writers. Who okay. Wrote the script. Like, okay. come on, women. We are doing yeah. the dang thing. <laughs> that comes across honestly like this drama feels like they took spent a lot of care with it Mm -hmm. um i won't give away anything in the non-spoiler part because like i just want to say the character development for all these characters is fantastic you could tell they spent a lot of time and you can tell they really like the source material because i read i went back and read some of the manga uh the webtoon my bad and um the webtoon it's pretty spot on like they they like they really wanted to bring these characters to life and I feel like they did it so well the drama is such a feel-good drama you won't feel like like it's not a high stress it's really relaxing it's really funny oh my god the humor yes 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 (laughs) the actors and performances from the live real live action actors to the animated actors are fantastic I can't recommend this drama more I cannot, I cannot announce enough to the world, especially if you're kind of burnt out on typical rom-coms. To me, this is like where I hope rom-coms go in the future in terms of like uniqueness. Like think outside the box, like give us, you don't have to do this sort of like male lead, second male lead. You don't have to do that. You can make your own version of whatever you want to say. And it's fantastic. Season one, and we just saw season one. So season two is coming. Yay. Yay. Keep an eye out, y'all. 
So my non-spoiler review is just, it's a fantastic drama. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. So when you first heard Yumi Cells was coming out, did you, like, did you, were your expectations high? Were they low? Like, I'm going to be completely honest. I saw the poster and I was thoroughly confused. <laughs> mm. I remember I was on my drama list, like, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Yumi Cells? Hmm. I thought it was going to be, like, a medical drama. I was like, oh, okay. is this going to be a hospital playlist type thing? And I was very wrong. <laughs> it, it, but I'm glad I was wrong. It's not a mm-hmm. medical drama. Um it's like I thought it was going to be heavier or emotional because kind of like when you kind of bring in that cells or something, you think it's going to be something related to like, I don't know, heavier topics. But it was very lighthearted and I was pleasantly surprised by how like it turned out in comparison to what I first expected. Mm, that's good. I when I saw the I haven't watched the show and I'm going to watch the show, but I need them to finish season two first. Like y'all know who I am. I gotta binge. I can't sit here and wait every week and watch stuff. And I might even pick it up, but I'm like saving the entire plot on my timeline because my entire timeline is watching this. <laughs> right. If you don't know, if you don't know, I have cultivated a very like diverse timeline on um Twitter and I love my mutuals if you're listening to this. Hi babes. Um but they are so wide range that it's rarely a time where they're all watching the same show. But like people who mm-hmm. I know who really are into Rob Cobbs were watching Yumi Cells because they loved the webtoon. And so seeing people who love the webtoon talking about how great of a story it is and how excited they were to see the actual show, I was like, oh, okay, so this is going to be good. It's it's gonna yeah. be good, and so like, and I love Kim Go Eun. She does not get enough props for being a fantastic actress who outacts almost every man that she's ever worked with. Period. Period. Um, <laughs> period. period. And I mean that from the bottom of my chest. <laughs> and I'm not just talking about one of them. I'm talking about all of them. <laughs> she is a fantastic actress. And like somebody pointed out that this is a this is like one of her first dramas where she is like the main poster. She is yeah. the main character. And I was like. Like, that shouldn't be a rarity in rom-coms of everything. Because mm. a rom-com to me, a good rom-com works to me when you have a interesting female lead and you tell it from her, her point of story. There's rarely any rom romantic stories where it's told from the men, unless it's like a gentleman's dignity, but even then that was problematic. Um, where like having a man's perspective is fun because people just don't know how to write that. And so um, I was, I'm excited to watch the show when it finally comes out. But, like, tell me your favorite moments. Like, what did you love? What did you hate? Is there any critiquing you want to do? Okay, so now spoiler part. Okay. Oh, yeah, you so can many. also, like, start from, like, mm-hmm. since, like more of a deep synopsis because I didn't give you anything <laughs> in the beginning. Right. No worries, no worries. Like, I know it might jump around, but I do remember, like, a lot of, like, key moments. But I don't know exactly what episode they fall into, but I'm just going off memory. So spoilers, yeah. y'all. But, like, the drama starts off just, like... So keep in mind when you watch this, it's not just wait, no, since you're gonna watch it, do you mind? Oh, I don't care. Spoilers? I've already seen I've already seen what's happening after the season. So like oh, gotcha, you gotcha. can't spoil anything for me. When I tell you I could not hide from this show if I wanted to. If I had muted Yumi Cells the tag, my timeline would have been dead. Dead as a dog. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm I love that like it's popular. I'm so right. glad because we need more of this. But um spoiler mm. start starts now. Um the drama opens up kind of just like, like I I really like I love Kim Goen's character when she's just herself. Like her apartment, mm-hmm. by the way, her apartment, fantastic. I know it's not about how like aesthetics, but that <laughs> apartment. Oh, I wish I had that apartment. Okay, you know, K dramas are good for making me like maybe I should redecorate. I don't know what? how to no, do interior choices. I was like. <laughs> Now, listen, even though she's messy and that's part of her character, mm-hmm. the room itself, oh, yes, that's an apartment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we find out, um, so I'm going to start from the beginning. So mostly it's like she has a job, a steady office job. Mm-hmm. Um, she, It's a job that she's good at, but she doesn't love. She has no really passion for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's for a company. Oh, my goodness, I forgot. It's like a meat company or like a food company. And she works as the, like, the not marketing team, the finance team. Mm-hmm. Um she has her co-workers one of them is a good friend of hers and then there's ruby we'll get to ruby later <laughs> but um so we start out kind of like she's we're just getting to know her um she's like having a day at work she always works overtime 
and her boss always tells her to do things at the last minute. Okay, listen, her boss is nice, but that man kind of annoys me how he's like, oh, yeah, you mean I know it's seven o'clock or six o'clock, but can you do this for me? It's like, sir, you could have asked her at four o'clock. But anyway, um, then uh, so you see they kind of introduce us to a character uh-huh. Minho, like that Minho's playing. I forgot his name, but um, the beginning is sort of just about how Yumi for the first time in a long time has a big crush on someone at her office. And that's Minho's character from Shiny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we and the thing is, we don't know a lot about him. He's just super nice to Yumi. And she's kind of and then we get introduced through like her interactions with Minho to her cells and like you get to learn about her uh like her love cell is her primary cell (laughs) but in the beginning her love cell is not like an active cell it's in a coma (laughs) because she has not had a relationship in years yeah so like it's just so funny how like her reason cell and her um emotion cell her anxiety cell um a lot of the cells there are just kind of like trying to keep everything in order Mm-hmm. but they're like but love cell kind of wakes up now that she's starting to like minho um his character and then because she's starting to like minho then other cells start waking up like fashion cell which was in jail <laughs> fashion cell was stuck in jail because at one point she had spent so much money on clothes that <laughs> the judge in her the cells in the cells world there's a judge mm-hmm. and they in the fashion cell got trialed and they're like how dare you spend all this money you're going to jail <laughs> um yeah so it's just so funny and then the main thing is that like her time with Minho like we kind of get to see how like she is excited that she likes him but then she starts like she sees Ruby who her other co-worker who's like Ruby at first was very very annoying I have to admit like she's very much she talks in third person Mm -hmm. she does like that eggio voice all the time but like I know it's intentional but like ah it kind of got annoying but then I I got used to it because like you don't see her as much down the line (laughs) but um but in the beginning like she's like ruby also likes minnow's character and so you see like this sort of rivalry like it's so funny and they're so petty because they both know that each other likes minnow's character and so they're trying to compete with each other Mm. but not in a way that's like not in a way that's like malice does that make sense it's more like tit for tat but in like a more comedic way um and so like there's so many scenarios that kind of don't seem like big deals but they turn into big deals like like they're all trying to go to this flower not flower festival i think it is a flower festival or spring festival Mm -hmm. and then at first (laughs) at first it was just like ruby and minho's character were going and then yumi was and then he invited yumi and then yumi and then Ruby, as an attack, was like, boss, why don't you come too? Because she's trying to pair up the boss and Yumi. It's just so funny. And so then Yumi kind of gets some courage and is like, you know what? Maybe, you know, Ruby, you don't have to go. And then or something or like, because Ruby was like, oh, I can't go that Saturday. And Yumi was like, oh, you know, Ruby, if you can't go that day, then maybe me and, and Minho's character can go. And then I was the cells were like, oh, <laughs> it was so like all the things that make it funny are like Ru- Yumi will do something and her cells mm-hmm. will react to it. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're watching it with us mm. <laughs> and you see their reaction to things as we react. And it's so funny, almost like Inside Out. But uh, okay. not to me, it's funnier than Inside Out. Um like because inside out only had like four or five emotions Mm -hmm. but this one is like there are so many cells like (laughs) in the in the double digits or more (laughs) and they each have their own personality so just like to skip a little forward not take too much time but um so the thing is like yumi gets starts to fall head over heels from minnow and it's like there's this whole big chase scene of her trying to beat ruby to the festival (laughs) so that she can meet minnow first and so she's sprinting (laughs) sprinting like a track star just to get there first she's a runner she's a track star star. (laughs) literally (laughs) and then she meets minnow and she's like can we go somewhere else right now (laughs) because ruby because she knows ruby's on her way um and so like they go eat and then she's trying to be like she kind of is like because Min, because Minnow's character is trying to drop like he's kind of asking her questions that she doesn't know why he's asking her like uh what kind of guy are you looking for mm-hmm. and then he, and she's like oh, wait does that mean he likes me back but then the big surprise is that newsflash <laughs> he's gay right <laughs> and so, spoilers but the thing is and she's kind of heartbroken um but he's like actually there's a best friend of mine i think y'all would mesh together and so therefore here comes our main male lead for season one Mm -hmm. um 
I can't. What, what's I, what, the fact that I can't? Woon, woon. Okay. Played by An Bohyun. He's like the current it boy right now. Right? Come through, King. <laughs> Even though I didn't like some of the stuff he did towards the end, but still, <laughs> um, we'll get there. No, but so she mostly gets set up on a blind date to meet Woon through Minho's character. I can't remember his name. Mm, I didn't um, know they were friends. Okay. Yes, they were. And so uh, Woon's character works at a game, his own game studio that him, um, the toxic girl, <laughs> his toxic friend, and his other friend, who's a guy that they all have a company together. It's a very small startup. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Seiyi, that's her name. Seiyi. Yes. Um, and uh, so they all have a company. Um, so that's his job. He's kind of, we introduced to him as like, he's doesn't, he's not, he might not be very clean. (laughs) He just throws on whatever, uh, to go to work. He wears like flip-flops and slides all the time. Uh, like the big thing is like, he has a beard and, and people are like, I don't know why people think it's dirty. It's not, it's actually not that bad of a beard, but I guess it's supposed to represent that he's just like lax. He does. He's just does what he goes with the flow. Mm -hmm. And so, so they agree to meet up for the Soge- for the Sogeting blind date. <laughs> um, and so they meet up outside and there's a really cute moment where they he sees her for the first time and he's like and he kind of freezes. The man it just just he shuts off <laughs> completely. And we really see him like she's talking to him. He will not respond. And I'm like, oh no, this man, get it together, sir. <laughs> and so he starts making all these like in his and then we get introduced to his cells through this date and his mm. cells are definitely like less put together in my opinion than Yumi cells like Yumi cells are always thinking about the alternative situations that could happen and reasoning with each other and his cells are like like <laughs> there's they do similar things but they have like <laughs> less control over him sometimes mm. um and so they go out to get coffee and he makes like all these like dad jokes <laughs> like like gag jokes and then Yumi's just kind of like trying to get through the date so she laughs like fake and he's like oh wow she likes it and I'm like oh god (laughs) and then they kind of uh, but the date turns around when they go to another restaurant and it's a good restaurant that Yumi's never been to and he's like and she's doesn't like try to eat carefully in front of him she just starts like eating properly and he's like and then after that the man didn't have another plan but he was like she's like okay this was a nice date goodbye and he's like wait let's go to and he looks around and there's like a frog festival <laughs> a billboard that says frog festival he's like let's go to the frog festival and she's like hmm and so that's kind of like the end of their date where they go to this frog festival they take a picture and then she kind of starts overthinking she's like do i really want to do this like like she's like scared almost scaring her skeleton herself and so she ends it abruptly um but like that's like the beginning probably first three episodes and then it continues where um Yumi's kind of doesn't contact him as much I don't think or it'll be like they talk a little bit but they haven't met up again mm-hmm. um and then she just kind of goes back to work um he goes back to work and then um Woon has like he's trying to get her on a second date mm-hmm. <laughs> and um Yumi's kind of just like like really work like she's really working hard and like she kind of gets sick a bit and it's like this really cute scene where he meets at her office like he goes to her office and is like um oh like because she wasn't picking up her phone and he was like oh I couldn't hear from you what happened she's like my phone broke um and so like it's a really cute moment it starts to rain of course and then she's sick at the bus stop (laughs) and so then he literally picks her up and carries her to the hospital it's very cute it's so cute um and then he goes to buy her clothes because her clothes are wet and it's like a frog onesie um (laughs) oh is that why the frog sell i've seen that scene okay now that makes sense. Yeah. I'm just getting context yeah. for everything I've seen on my time. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm glad I'm helping. Uh, yeah, so he gets her like this frog onesie. She wakes up and then she's kind of like, oh, this guy really likes me. He picked me up and carried me to the hospital. And then um, then she makes like a gag joke about him back to him because he the first time they met, he was like, uh, what time is it? And then in Korean and then it, he rhymed it like it's soul time. And then so, because that rhymes in Korean, right? (laughs) And then so she does that. And so like, she's like, you want to go get dinner when she's at the hospital and she woke up 
and he just like they're trying to go she's like you know what thank you for all this you want to go to dinner and he's like is it is everything still open and she's like what time is it and he's like time and she's like soul time and then they, it was a cute like oh retrospective like uh-huh. she makes the joke back to him then they start dating it's very cute um and okay i'm gonna skip ahead mm-hmm. um the drama starts to come in like their relationship's going good um but then say comes into the picture oh say 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 <laughs> she's the girl that works that his his high school his college friend that works at the gaming company mm-hmm. and she kind of is like trying to the whole time is trying to like convince him to not be with um Yumi like she's trying to find like excuses of like are you sure you like her um you know women that age want to be married and she like she's trying to talk him out of it um and she's very much not being positive or like supportive <laughs> um but like since they're close he doesn't really think much of it um mm. but then like yumi goes to his office for the first time and meets folks and then she didn't realize that say like she was like wait the who's that other guy you work with besides the other guy i met and he's like there's no other guy it's say she's a girl and she's like huh wait what and um so it turned into this big deal and so she meets say for the first time and it's very it's high tension it's like now that's like the competition that's like the real yeah the love rival yeah yeah and then then like say he's trying to use the fact that she's known Woon for a very long time to like her advantage so she's like oh you know Woon likes this type of food and you know like um when we were in college he used to do this and it's like she's trying to use that like established territory yeah yeah and it makes it super awkward too because Yumi like picks up that she's trying to like use that against her um and also with fun fact Yumi another red flag that happened before on like their third date or something like that was like he had say he had made him some like there's like I guess what you call like peaches or fruit that you put in a drink um like the the I guess not even boba but like fruit that goes in a drink so it can make I don't know how to describe it almost like jelled fruit jelled fruit she made that for him and um like citrus and uh she made that for him but when Yumi asked who made it he was like oh just somebody and then she picks up that he like she looks and she's like oh say he made it for him mm-hmm. and it, so it's a lot of most small moments that make it really really awkward and almost like Yumi's like I she's like I feel like I'm competing against her in a way and but you Wong doesn't really he picks up on it and but he doesn't confront it and i think that's when the problem starts between them honestly in the beginning where he would kind of he's aware that she's trying to like she he's aware that what say he's doing and he's always known that say he's liked him but he doesn't say this is getting awkward we should stop you're just mm-hmm. a friend he kind of it's always trying to avoid it like change the subject or suddenly move across the room like he's not trying to say stop it you're making me uncomfortable yeah so it just kind of piles up that behavior is it, unacceptable <laughs> it is i mean thing is he kind of pats himself on the back for just trying to avoid a situation but that's not really how it works like he should have just nipped it in the bud but instead of just like trying to avoid say he's attempts at like trying to get at him and another part about say is that in the beginning we kind of see that she and Wung have been friends for a very long time but we see that she only likes him when he has somebody else or like when he's dating or when he's um when she when he's not available quote unquote she likes Mm. to know she's almost like manipulative in that in that way like when he's single and she's single she's not like oh let's be together she's just trying to control him in a way so that he's always with her at the end of the day it's a really weird thing um Mm. weird dynamic but then fast forward um the tension between Yumi and Sei and Wung and their weird dynamic kind of builds and builds and builds and what's crazy is that Sei moves into the same apartment complex as Wung and he didn't even tell Yumi. And that's when I was like, oh, this man is a, he doesn't, he hides things. 
Right. He hides things. He doesn't share information. Oh, that's called she, that's going to get me because no, I hate characters like that, men like that. They're like, I'm doing it for your sake. I, I didn't think it was important. It's just like. But the thing is, he's not doing it for her sake. I think he thinks, well, it's not that big of a deal. But oh. then at the same time, he's also like, he's making assumptions about what Yumi might think is bad or might not. So it's like, you could just talk to her. <laughs> but he he like, he lets a month go by when Sei's, Sei's been in her apartment, which mm-hmm. is like literally two floors down from him. They're con- She's constantly borrowing things from him to get excuses to go to his apartment. Like, can I borrow a wine glass? Can I borrow a, a hammer and stuff? And then one night, she's Yumi's a surprising wound to go to his apartment. And of course she runs into Sei and she's like, and then Yumi's like, say, I didn't know you were here. And she's like, yeah, I live here. And it's like, of course, Yumi had to find out instead of hearing it from her boyfriend. It's 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 like, ah, and then it kind of just after that, the tension keeps boiling. And then Yumi's like, she kind of was like, I can't do this for a minute. Mm-hmm. And not that they break up, but it was like she was just pissed, rightfully so. And then um, she kind of stops talking to him for a minute. And then she kind of goes through like this scenario about like if i stop talking to him now will he go and marry somebody else and have kids in five years and then i and what would our future have been if i don't make the initiative to you know reconcile with him Mm -hmm. and so she gets convinced to get up and like quote unquote try to resolve stuff and like air out all the dirty laundry she goes to his office and is like say he's right there wounds right there in front of the elevator and she's just like listen y'all whatever y'all two got going on is not cute right <laughs> it's not cute how y'all keep doing this like buddy buddy thing but also not buddy buddy stuff she's getting in the way of any relationship you've ever had even if it's not me she's gonna do this again um and then she leaves like it's like a very badass kind of moment because Yumi gets the courage and she's like listen I'm gonna say it to your face sis you know what you're doing stop it and the thing is even if you don't stop it with me his next girlfriend's gonna have to deal with it and then (laughs) but then Woon kind of yells at her he's like Yumi stop and I'm like sir what but then after that he goes after her and he's like I'm sorry And, and then they make up but it's a beginning of Ah, levels of miscommunication. I'm going to skip forward. <laughs> like, like there's two more incidences I want to talk about before the big ending. Mm-hmm. Like, the lack of communication between them is frustrating sometimes. Like, like sometimes it's Woon that's initiating it, and then Yumi kind of, like, amplifies it. Like, the fact that in this hotel that she booked, they go on a honey, like a, not a honeymoon, a trip together. Mm-hmm. And she, the only hotel in the room that they were able to book was like a see-through room. <laughs> so the bathroom has no doors, not no doors. It has the glass. Oh, it's like it's glass. Oh yeah. Like a, yeah. Like a bathroom, and yeah. so, yeah. And then, so she's like, she was like, I want this apartment. This is a great view. This is a great room. I'm going to book it. She didn't want to, but she was like, you know what? If I don't book it, we won't go or whatever. So she books it. And it turns into this big debacle about like Woong gets in the room. He's like, oh, this is where perverts stay. What What is happening here? This must have been a mistake. And I'm like, sis, just tell him you booked it. And then he goes to the manager and it's just like, ah. and then it piles up with them and they go into this mini fight where they're just like, listen, we can just go home. And ah, it just, but then they make up and I'm like, ah, this is going to be even more frustrating down the line. Okay. So then I'm going to give you two more incidences that actually like builds to the end. Mm-hmm. So Wung has financial troubles after he kind of has that thing with say, she mostly leaves and is like, I'm going to go find another job. I don't want to be around you. Cause Wung did sit down with her after and say, I know what you've been doing. Please stop it. Um, which was good. I like that he did that but after Yumi had to do that whole scene and like she had to get in his face. But um, the big problem I had is that Wung even after that, even after say he left, he go, starts to go into, into his company, starts to have money problems. So like he's not getting as many contracts. There's they don't have enough money to really afford um, the building and mm-hmm. their jobs, you know. Um, and he sells his apartment and lives at the office. And did he tell you me? Nope. No. Oh. <laughs> She had to find out by going to his apartment and seeing that there are literally advertisements 
all over the walls like like no one's been there for weeks and she's like where are you and he's like oh i'm in the, i'm in my apartment he lies and i'm like sir you could just say you don't you sold your place mm-hmm. but she doesn't and so it's just like she forgives him and she's like let's stay at my house she's so okay at that moment i was like okay i get it but at the same time this man lied to you <laughs> right um and so he goes to stay with her. They turn, it's very cute and domestic. It's very nice. Like they act like a married couple. He's very neat. She's messy. So he cleans her place and it's very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this man, remember, he's still having money problems. She brings up marriage all of a sudden one day and he freezes again and says nothing. Even though she waited for a couple minutes, you know, and he is mostly like, we'll talk about this some other time. And then to make matters worse, (laughs) since she now, um, she runs into Jin Young, come through you, Bobby. (laughs) She runs into Jin Young in some point in the season. Mm -hmm. And so he works at like the floor below her or above her in the marketing department. So, and they both live in the same neighborhood. So they take the same bus, they, you know, same type of thing. Um, and so they get closer, but in like a coworker way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, he sees Woon coming to meet Yumi at, at the bus stop because, you know, they're both in living together, but she hasn't told anybody. Mm-hmm. And you, and Bobby's like, oh, is your boyfriend um, meeting you at your house today or something? And, and Woon's just kind of like, he has this crisis of like, I live with my girlfriend. I don't have any money. And he, it's he a pride does, thing. Probably. Yeah. He literally, and you know what he does? He said, I'm going to move out. And then I was like, this man. And he doesn't even explain why. He just says, I'm going to leave. And this is after Yumi talks about marriage. So in her mind, she's thinking, well, he really don't want to get married to me. And mm. then this one it spirals it spirals it spirals and then all i can say is like the ending of this is kind of painful because you get to see just why they won't work out because he'll say something and then even when she doesn't want him to do something like he when he was leaving her place he's trying to replace a light bulb he broke her table her dining room table. And that was a very expensive table that she really wanted and wanted to take to with her to the next place that Mm -hmm. she was going to move to. And he breaks it. And instead of saying, you know what, I'm sorry, I broke it. Let me, we'll work something out or I can pay it or I can, um, what, what would you like me to do? Mm -hmm. Instead of asking her, he just goes and borrows money from his, the guy, the coworker that he still has the guy and just buys her a new table without, and she doesn't even know, like, she just knows like, she's like oh I see the tape there um he left a note but then she don't know that he's doing that and so she's like you don't even have money why are you buying me this like $400 table she's like I'm gonna be really mad if you start if you if you do, like and he's like um oh I'll send you some money or I'll do this and she's like what what are you doing I'm gonna be really mad stop trying to make decisions for me and he just keeps doing things like that. Like at the very end, he's just like making decisions, not telling her, making decisions, not telling her. And the kind of the nail in the coffin was like when he went to a friend's wedding, they're walking, they're walking together. And um, well, she sits and overhears his classmates say that he used to like say, and then she's like, he lied and say that he didn't like say at one point. And then when they leave, she wants some churros and he's like, Oh, I don't want to wait in line. I think it's dumb to wait in line for food. And she's just like, it's not going to be that long. And it's like, and he's like, well, I just, I don't think it's smart for us to wait in line. And I'm like, sir, it's a sure. Let her get the damn churro. <laughs> right. And then Tori, what the nail in the coffin for me and to me, what was the nail in the coffin for you, for Yumi is like, he was like, she was asking them as they walk. Cause they didn't even get the churros. Mm-hmm. She compromised and like, you know what, let's go somewhere else. And they're walking and she, and she asked him, what do you like about me? And he didn't even say nothing. He said, why are you asking me that question? What? Oh, and I'm like, Oh no, no, he has to go. He's got to go. He's got to go. I would literally, I would have to, if a man, if I asked a man, what do you like about me? Even an answer, like everything I would have been like, okay. And then you bug him for details. Why are you right. asking me that question? 
<laughs> yeah. He's like, why are you at? Like, it's like, you don't need to, like, he's like, what kind of question is that? Like it's, and then he's doing it in a joking way, but she's not joking. Right. <laughs> and then she kind of like, you see these culmination of stuff. Like the, the fact that he won't even describe the fact that he doesn't want to get married because he has no money. He won't communicate that. So we see his cells understanding that he has no money. Therefore, he doesn't think he should get married. He won't tell Yumi that. He just thinks she thinks that he just don't want to marry her. And so this combination of things and these little things of him not communicating, not telling him, um, not telling her, it just, then they start, she's like, I think we need a break. And Wung is like, he was like, okay. Like I was shocked that he was just like, okay. And then it's like a long breakup. They have several days where they're just kind of like, do they, they kind of miss each other, Mm -hmm. but neither of them actually want to be together again. Because keep in mind, he moved out. He didn't tell her why she moved out. He didn't tell her why they didn't, that he didn't want to get married or that he wasn't even thinking about marriage. He just stopped telling her stuff. And then at the end, they kind of go back to the place where they met. And then that's where they have their breakup. And it was like a, it's a very full circle thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, the thing is, Wung in the webtoon, I've read, it was actually way worse, like in terms of his Ooh, character. Tell me, because like, I'm not going to read it. Tell me how right, like I from what I read a little bit, it's like he's way more um less personality, less kind of goofy, less kind of funny, mm-hmm. and more just kind of like one note. Well, mm. not one note. Like he he's very much not as nice as the wound that they've written in this season to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like I and I to me, it's like I don't like I don't think wound was that horrible. I just think that he's not compatible with Yumi. Right. And I think that's the drama did a great job of showing that. Like not every man is going to be like, oh, this man is just toxic or he's just horrible. Like Wing right. is not a bad person. He's very nice. He did a lot of, he was thoughtful of her when he was trying, but then there's so many things he keeps to himself. He doesn't communicate well. He makes assumptions for Yumi. Right. He thinks like that. Yeah. So it's like, and I it's think, not like he's a bad person. Oh, go yeah, ahead. no, I think that's a good point that you just made that he's not toxic because a lot of times in a lot of rom-coms specifically in South Korea, toxic traits are romanticized. So for yeah. Moon to be like a decent person and they still break up, it's like a great like, um, feat for what yeah. I want to say romantic K-dramas because like even in some of the best of them they still show like either a misogynistic view or they start out the story with some dumbass misunderstanding where the male lead just gets to be an asshole and then he turns out to be a better person like this yeah. is like a natural um a very natural romantic story like it could happen to anybody it wasn't right. out of this world um like TV fabulous Right. No, Tori, I 100% agree. The reason I think why this drama is so popular is because it's so realistic. Like mm-hmm. people, like I remember reading the comments and they're like, oh, he Woon reminds me of my ex. He wouldn't communicate. Like he was a nice guy, but he just wouldn't communicate. And we like, yeah. like you realize that like these are actually, they could be real people, which makes it more powerful because the breakup with them wasn't just like, we're done. They were like, let's take a break. And so they literally had time apart before they broke up. It's very normal, very natural. And you get to see like a, a relationship that didn't end on like a, a violent note or like a very much like throw things across the room, screaming, yelling. Like it wasn't that it was just like, okay, we both agree we're done here. You know, it's mm-hmm. sad. We're both going to miss each other. Like we're not expressing how completely how we feel, but I mean, that's normal. And I think it's, it's so mature. <laughs> that's what this <laughs> drama is. It's mature. Okay. I don't yeah. think other rom-coms are that mature. Like they'll deal with all these tough. It's ironic that other rom-coms will deal with all these really horrible topics or like really dark, deep topics sometimes, mm-hmm. but then they won't, the script and like the characters won't rep, won't, match up to the subject matter like if you're dealing with someone who's been abandoned as a child or someone who's dealt with abusive parents you should have characters that reflect those types of oh you just hit a really good point because don't they love to have male leads with trauma but ain't nobody in therapy ain't nobody got trust issues ain't nobody got attachment issues it's just like oh look he went through this traumatic childhood thing and now he has panic attacks and cries sometimes and i'm like that's like trauma is such a breath and so individual to each character if that's all y'all come up with you should have came up with a different route 
for this character's mm. background. Oh, you just hit on a right. real good one. That was Listen, good. That was I'm good, Dia. That was a word. Thank you. Thank you. No, I just I I just think it's so ironic. This drama is so much more mature just by the nuances of stuff, the little things. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like like it doesn't have to be like my dad's a billionaire and he I'm the, the the I'm the only child and I have to take over the company. It don't have to be that. Like mm-hmm. it can just be I'm a regular person working a job and I'm just having problems with my boyfriend. Like, and you know what? One more thing I just forgot. Another mm-hmm. character flaw with Woon is like Yumi gets an opportunity to work for the marketing department because she's a writer. And she write you and Bobby, come on, Jin Young. Bobby suggests he sees her social media and he's like, I think you're a good writer. Would you want to write this tagline for our next um ad? And she's like, sure. I mean, I haven't written. And he's like, you can do it. Come on, Bobby, supportive. Okay, now here's where our my our interest conflict. Even as somebody who doesn't watch the show, I know what Bobby does in the webtoon, <laughs> and you root for him just because it's got Park Jin Young's face. It's giving yes. 2012 K drama <laughs> fan. I don't like it. <laughs> no, listen. Okay, I'm. I well, you it, told me yesterday that uh, yesterday Wednesday you were like uh, Bobby in game, and I said uh, Nia, Nia, Nia. No, not Bobby in game. <laughs> Not Bobby well, no, listen, okay I honest, I'm gonna be real I don't know exactly what Bobby does because I was scared to read it I got to that part in, in the want me to tell you because I know like, my entire timeline told me so basically oh, Bobby strings her along he's in a relationship I think oh yeah oh no I okay I do know I do yeah. know that his ex comes back in but the thing is I was like I don't okay listen okay I just from the jump for me the reason why I bring Bobby up is because he encourages Yumi to write again. And he's like, you can do it. You're talented. And then she asks people in her life, like, do you think I should join the marketing team? Because the the ad she wrote did well. Uh-huh. And the, the boss is like, I think you'd do great on our team. And she's scared. And she's like, she asks her friends. She asks like her people in her circle. And then they're like, yeah, you should. But then she asked Woon. And guess what he says? He said, ah, oh, but have you thought about if it doesn't go well? Um, do you know, like, he's always, he lists like a bunch of negative things. Like, what if you don't like it? What if you don't fit on the team? Like, and then she's like, well, I'll, I'll make it work. But why are you trying to say I won't do good? And he's right. like, no, it's not that you won't do good. It's just that, have you thought about the negatives and the positives? And I'm like, she just wanted to hear some support. And he right. was like, he was mostly projecting his, his lack of doing well in his startup as like mm-hmm. well she's taking a risk it might end up like me it's like sir you have your own company she's just going to the marketing team. <laughs> like she's still like, gonna get paid every right. month like, like period no. like and it's like i to me he has he his pride and his insecurities as well mm-hmm. end up manifesting in lack of communication and but back to bobby the reason why i'm team bobby right now is because I know that since they changed Woon's character to be a bit nicer, they could, hear me out, potentially change Bobby to be nice as well. Or that change his storyline. Come on. No, no. Because <laughs> I, like- I want to see what it is in the webtoon, so I don't have to read the webtoon. Right. Also, I-, I don't... Also, as a Park Jin Young Got 7 stan... I want him to stop, stop getting typecasted. I don't need this to be another in love, we love Jin Young role. Like, I want him to do no, something different. But we do. Jin oh. so powerful. Listen. Okay, you can go watch him in that Devil Judge show. Watch him there. And be- listen. I do, no, I think I fin. No, I, I'm halfway through that. Oh, Jin Young, listen. You were watching that? Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, you were so sprung. I forgot how much you loved him. Listen, Jin Young? Listen, no, I'm a I'm a got seven sand too. Right, I know, actor. I know. But listen, Jin Young, it's just his energy. The man walks in and you're like, wow, what a king. And then, like, how can I not root for in-game Jin Young? Because then I, I'm not doing my job. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, okay, I'm okay. I agree. If Bobby turns out to be trash, I won't root for Jin Young in-game. But however, while on this ride, I'm gonna enjoy it. <laughs> Okay, okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll, but I don't want them to change their story. I really don't. I wish I I want them to stick to the webtoon and do it well so that other people realize mm. that if you stick to the webtoon and do it well, it'll turn out fine. 
Like that's true. There are two camps when it comes to adaptations of people who are like, I don't want the same thing to happen in the webtoon, and some people are like, Well, we want the exactly same thing to happen in the webtoon. And it's like, Well, some of that's impossible because two <laughs> D design and real mm-hmm. life action are never going to be exactly the same. I'm in the camp is that as long as the adaptation is good and it sticks to the source material, we're rocking with it. But the thing is that if they're going to continue, also they're going to continue to make only rom-coms based on webtoons they need a good example because we haven't in my opinion gotten a good example a lot of the the rom-com stories or stuff that's being like adapted that's like not on netflix is like it's it's subpar it doesn't feel it's not high quality and it doesn't stick to the 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 general idea and theme of the original show right and I agree. And I, that's why I think this drama is so good. And I hear you. I feel like, I mean, if they make subtle changes, I feel mm-hmm. like people be fine with it because they did make subtle changes to Woong's character a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they made him much nicer because I think the director or one of the people on the team actually likes Woong as a character and they wanted to make him more um, likable for I guess. the uh, viewers. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. So, um, I mean, I'm fine with that. I just want to know, I'm curious to know, because Jin Young's season two, so there's going to be a season three, and they haven't even casted who's going to be, you know, the last male lead. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I just would like to see the same kind of energy kept up, because I just love this type of pacing. The pacing's great. Like, even the mundane things are in- entertaining, so I'm just very excited. <laughs> I wish they would have filmed all three seasons at once. <laughs> that would have been lovely. But um, I also hope that other dramas will do this kind of season thing. Like, you don't have to do a male lead and second male lead. Like, you can kind of just uh, tell a story. No, and I, don't, then... I don't. We don't We don't need any seasons in kid dramas. They still don't know how to do that well. <laughs> oh, Yumi not, not Sales is only... Se, no, like... no, no, no. Yumi Sales is only doing well because they have source material. We don't right. <laughs> we don't need to do right. this for any other show. <laughs> like Oh yeah, yeah, no. I hear you. But I mean like how do I describe this? Not necessarily seasons, but like making an idea fleshed out so you don't have to just kind of put everything in like, one show. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like I'm No, not yeah, it definitely does. Really you know? <laughs> no, I think we're talking about the difference between um what I like to call Western drama format and Eastern drama yeah. format. So the Eastern particularly Asian drama format is a, a one cap one story thing that happens in a season that they've always done yeah. and so now they're just starting to do seasonal serial shows and then you have the right. opposite in the western dramas where it's always been seasonal serial shows but now that we have more online platforms now we're doing one cap um like special like um you know like Netflix drops an entire show on right um, the television so i think it's the norm for korea to have the one cap and if they're gonna do mm. um seasons they it has to be fleshed out but i think oh, yeah, it's I gonna take a while only because i feel like the well one one thing i think the reason ubisoft is doing well is because there are three writers there are three writers mm. on this show and i don't know if korea has stepped out or is ready to have like multiple writers for multiple shows. Like usually they yeah. depend on one writer and then they depend on the same writers to constantly make new content. Mm. And that's where I think the genre like a drama a genre like rom coms is being like stuck in that's true cells. So really the solution isn't to say every show should be seasonal. I think that maybe they need to rethink the rom com subgenre. Right. Like and I think maybe, and I don't really want seasons either per se. I like I don't like a lot of long drawn out shows, but I do feel that maybe it's because the webtoons in this same format that it feels organic. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if other webtoons are like this in terms of structure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that the fact they're taking their time. Right? Does that make sense? Right. Right. Yes. Because yeah. they couldn't have written Yumi's story. It would have been a disservice to the webtoon and to the creator if they were just like we're only gonna do 16 you know one cap series imagine i'd be pissed oh my god the (laughs) anger because that's that's what i feel like most rom-coms would do they'd be Mm. like let's squeeze everything that's three seasons potential into one oh that would be horrible so i'm yeah 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 yes yes so what do you give yumi cells 10 
10 plus 11. I'm happy you love it so much. It's my favorite drama of the year. And I I usually, because I like feel good stuff. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. I like the dark, heavy stuff. But feel good stuff, when it hits, oh, it hits. (laughs) And this hits. Shout out to all the voice actors. Y'all are fantastic. Oh my God. Have you watched the behind the scenes? Of yes, the voice actors, they're, they're so good. I love it so much. I love that <laughs> this is like a co- combination of something like it's particularly for foreign fans would never see, because it's not like yeah. they sub like cartoons or any um, graphic shows or like um, mangas or manhwas in uh, South Korea like that. And so to see, get yeah. to see, to listen to voice actors and to see how that's different from like the united states is really cool and i just i i love the like bravo to the production team to be like because like they could have easily made ourselves like in real life characters like live yeah, actions because it would have been less oh, that money <laughs> that would have been yeah, awful that would have kind of been trash that would have been trash yeah. but they're like why don't we just combine animation and real life just like the webtoon Oh, fantastic. Like, bravo. Like, everyone bravo. who worked on this team, uh-huh. they you could tell they cared. They mm-hmm. really wanted to make this good. And I, y'all, season two, when it comes out, watch it, stream it, like, talk about it on Twitter, <laughs> support it, because this show is fantastic. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Okay. I hope you watch it too, Tori. So I that am. We can talk I am. About season two. I'll, do- I'll definitely yeah. tell. I'll be like, I'm watching Nia finally. I'm just, I just haven't been in the mood. Or I was just like, also, like, I need season two to, like, be confirmed, be recorded, be, like, almost on air. Yeah. And then I'll start season one. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. No, but I, I Yeah, I definitely think I would enjoy it. So we hope you guys um, enjoyed this. Well, it's not a mini review no more, but it's still going up on a Wednesday. Right, it's a long one. Um, so it's still weird. going up on a Wednesday. We hope you guys like this. If you enjoy it, come talk to us on Twitter. What did you love about Yumi Cells? Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Commented or at TikTok a commented podcast. Also give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. BTW to the lovely I think her name her um username was Shea Coulee, who left us a review on Apple Podcasts. We saw it. Thank you so much. I almost cried. <laughs> we yeah, love like we really do appreciate those comments and we would love to see more of you guys. We really do love the feedback. It can be critical. It can be just like hey I like you guys. That would also be fine. Um, But until next time, I'm Tori. And I'm Nia. Bye-bye. Bye.